I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Wow. Hey, ladies, we have a lot to talk about today. And I am so excited to be recording this episode. So, if you read the title of today's episode, you will know that my dream has come true. And I am sharing with you my recovery story. I recovered from hypothalamic amenorrhea and I got my period back after 12 years. Yes, 12 years, not 12 months, (laughs) 12 years of not having my period. So, wow. Um, To be completely honest with you, I have been dreaming of recording this episode for you for the past year. So it's pretty surreal sitting down right now, holding my mic and recording this episode for you. I am truly so grateful. I'm grateful for this journey, but honestly, most of all, my body. I think um, HA recovery and you know, the process of getting our periods back. So when we finally get our period back and PS, if you are going through HA recovery right now, you will get your period back. I'm telling you that right now. Um, The week leading up to me getting my period back, I had two people in my life, two very special people in my life, tell me that. They looked me right in the eye and said, Meg, you will get your period back. And it was kind of like, you know, when people give you a compliment and sometimes you like can't even look them back in the eye and you just kind of like brush the compliment away and you don't really accept it. That's not how I felt in that moment. I looked them right back in the eye and I nodded and I was like, I know. I know I'm going to get it back. And I will be talking more about that in today's episode. Um, I'll be just sharing a little bit more about my background story and just why I had no period for 12 years, because I do think that's relevant and important when we're talking about just my story in general. So we'll kind of give a little bit of a background so you know where I'm coming from. And then I plan on sharing with you what this recovery journey has looked like for me. So it actually started exactly a year ago, pretty much to the date. Um, I dove in on August 22nd of 2018. So pretty much exactly a year ago. If you're listening to this live, this podcast episode is coming out on August 21st. So my anniversary would just be tomorrow. So that's pretty wild. So I'll tell you what this year looked like for me. And then we will wrap up with just some kind of like some key takeaways, I guess. And hopefully that'll bring us to an hour and not too much more. I like keeping these episodes to an hour for you girls. Um, and originally I did want to, um, just like share my story and answer all of your questions in one episode. So you could just have one resource to go back to whenever you needed it. But honestly, as I was going through all of your questions, because if you follow me over on Instagram, which 
If you don't, I would love to be friends with you over on Instagram. So you can come join me over on Instagram. You can find me at I am Meg Dahl. And yes, my last name is Dahl, D-O-L-L, like the doll. <laughs> so if you want to come join me over on Instagram, you all know I love being friends with you over there. And so if you're not yet hanging out with me on Instagram, head over there. But yeah, when I did get my period back last week, I posted a question box in my stories and so many of you ladies sent in incredible questions and I just want to respect that and dedicate a whole episode on just answering your specific questions because I think it's really important that I share my story but then also devote time to each and every one of you who sent in a question. And I want to just like dedicate some time to really answering your specific questions because I was reading through them and I was like, these are all way too good. And I could give, I want to, you know, give enough attention and give good answers for you. So that will be next week. Okay. So we will do a Q and a episode next week. So be on the lookout for that, but I really hope you enjoy this week's episode and that it inspires you. If you are currently living without a period right now and you have not yet, um, decided to commit to recovery, um, and getting your period back, I hope this episode inspires you and if you are in the midst of HA recovery, then I hope this episode just like acts as another support system to you and you can listen to it now, maybe come back to it later if you ever need my loving encouragement because truthfully, like I said, you will get your period back, but I know what it's like. I was doing it for a year. I was doing the things for a whole year. And I know what it's like. I know what it's like to be like, oh my gosh, is this actually working? Or, you know, just feeling like, I mean, you can feel alone definitely in this journey because it kind of seems like everyone else around you has their period or they've gotten their period back. And then, you're the one that doesn't have a period and you're doing all the right things. So I totally get um, how that feels. So I just really hope like that's why I create this content for you, ladies. I ultimately want to lead you back to yourselves and lead you back to a place of truly loving yourselves. And I do think that this journey of amenorrhea recovery really does give us the opportunity to really tune into ourselves and just learn what it truly means to love ourselves. And oh my gosh, if you have not gotten your period back yet, I am so excited for you to get it back because I mean, you all know me. I love love and I do everything with love and I truly love myself but wow that night I got my period it was like oh my gosh I really 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 love myself <laughs> so um I just want all of you to get to that point if you are not yet there but again um I do want to just note before I actually start this episode and like go back to where this all began, I do want to note that like, it's not like I've arrived anywhere, right? So yeah, I got my period back, but that doesn't mean like I've reached a final destination, right? We're all on this journey of just like constantly becoming better versions of ourselves, loving ourselves more and more deeply every single day. So I just want to remind you of that because I know it's easy to like see 
all of your friends getting their periods and then you kind of like think that they're more far along than you or they're better than you or they're like higher up than you in some way, shape or form, right? Like we kind of like see it like that in our minds. And I do just want to remind you that I haven't arrived anywhere. I'm no farther along than you are. You know, we're all in this time and space together and wherever you are in your journey right now, that's exactly where you need to be. And yeah, I can talk a little bit more about that when I talk about some like big takeaways of this incredible journey that I've been on for the past year. So we will definitely wrap up the show with those takeaways, but why don't we go back to about 2007, way back like 12 years ago. And that's actually when I first lost my period. And so I got my period um, when I was in grade six and that was like after I had recovered from my first eating disorder. So for those of you who don't know my story, um, when I was 10 years old, I was diagnosed with anorexia. It was a very restrictive eating disorder as anorexia is. Um, I was very restrictive with my food, um, incredibly fearful of gaining weight. And I was just like very much fighting my body and um, trying to shrink myself, right? So I recovered from anorexia when I was 10, well, after. And um, I went into grade six, fully recovered. And that was the year I got my period as well. So all things are normal. I went through kind of like my preteens and early teenage years, fully recovered and just being a normal kid. And then when I was 15 years old, my grandpa passed away and that was when I relapsed and it was really, really bad. Um, I was in complete denial for a really long time. I didn't think I had an eating disorder. I didn't think I had even a problem at all. And I was really, really wrapped up in anorexia all over again. And that's also the same time when I lost my period, of course, because we lose our periods when we lose a lot of weight, um, when we reduce our calories dramatically. So that's what happened to my body because I lost a lot of weight and I was hardly eating anything every single day. So that is how it all began in 2007. And when I was in grade 11 and grade 12, and even the year after I graduated high school, I was in treatment. So I was like outpatient, seeing a dietitian, and I regained weight. So I can't really remember how low and I won't like throw out numbers of weight like it doesn't matter how much I weighed, but I gained weight to a point that, you know, my dietitian was happy with, my doctors were happy with, and I was also happy with. So I just wanted to throw that out there um, because I was still pretty controlling of weight. I didn't want to be like too much, you know, I didn't want to gain too much more. But when the dietitian and the doctor said like, okay, here's your goal weight. And I was okay with that. I was like, okay, that seems good. Right. So I gained enough weight to reach that goal weight. And it was like for my height, it was um, at the like low end of the BMI. And again, um, I'm not going to go into BMI stuff. (laughs) That's a whole other podcast episode, which we have talked about BMI in previous podcast episodes before. But anyways, I just wanted to point that out because I have um, been asked 
questions about like why I didn't get my period back until now. So I just wanted to point that out. So I was at a weight and the weight I'm referring to when I recovered from anorexia or like weight restored um, back in like 2010, it would have been, I was about 20 pounds lighter than I am right now. So just to kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about. So in 2010, I was weight restored. I was still um, very much following like a meal plan for my dietitian just because I wasn't at the point in my life where I felt comfortable like eating intuitively. I still felt as though I would undereat if I didn't follow a meal plan. So I was still very like, rigid in that sort of way. I was following a meal plan, but I was eating a lot of food. Still quite rigid, like I said, but I wasn't restrictive anymore. I was more so, and I have said this in the past before, I was more so obsessed with eating the right amount, like obsessed with eating enough food because I didn't want to go back to where I was. I never wanted to like lose a lot of weight again or be anorexic again. So I no longer had a fear of like food like I once had, but I was still very rigid with this meal plan. And then eventually I started, well, I went to university, I started working out And I got really into kind of like bodybuilding. I never did like any fitness shows or anything, but at one point in my life, at this point in my life, so we're at like about 2012 now. Um, At that point in my life, I really, really wanted to be like on the cover of Oxygen magazine and have one of those very muscular, lean, that type of look. Okay. So that was what I was after. So I had like a personal trainer. I was exercising a bunch and I was still eating a lot of food. But at this time I developed orthorexia. And since it wasn't like my two previous eating disorders, I really didn't know that I was you know, again, dealing with an eating disorder. People weren't really talking about orthorexia at this point in time. So I really didn't know that I was dealing with another eating disorder. At this time, again, I still wasn't getting my period after all of these years, but I had lost quite a bit of weight again just because I was working out and wasn't really eating more. I was still kind of eating the exact same and I was tracking my calories. So I was about at like 1800 calories, which I thought personally was like at that time I thought was enough for my body. But clearly if I was actually like listening and you know, watching my body, I would have saw that I was losing a lot of weight. So my body was speaking to me and clearly I was not eating enough for my activity level. So anyways, I wasn't getting my period. I saw a gynecologist and she put me on birth control, even though I really didn't want to go on birth control. So this was, like I said, 2012. And I went on birth control just because she kind of made me feel like I had no other option and that it was really unhealthy for me that I wasn't getting a period, which again, yes, if you do not have a period that isn't healthy, we need to have a period for so many areas of our health um, and most notably our bone health. So if we are not getting a period, our bone health is majorly suffering and that could lead to osteoporosis in the future. So she put me on birth control. And what's really sad about this situation was 
Um, if I would have saw myself back then with the eyes that I have now, you know, it was very apparent that I was extremely lean, way too lean and definitely underweight as well. So I probably would have just got my period if I gained weight and ate more food and stopped exercising so much. So anyways, but that wasn't the case back then. So I went on birth control And then in 2013 and 2014, I was studying to become a registered holistic nutritionist. So when I was learning about holistic nutrition, I was also learning about gut health and mental health and the truth about birth control as well and how it can really disrupt gut health and deplete our bodies of all sorts of vitamins and minerals and really have an impact on our mental health. At that time, I was also noticing that I was dealing with a lot of like ups and downs with my mood. There was like anxiety, depression, and just like very, very weird moods that I wasn't okay with. So I thought I would go off of birth control And once I did, I, my mental health was so much better, but my period never came back. So this was in 2014. And at that time, I just, I knew that, um, post pill amenorrhea was a thing. So if you're not sure what that is, a lot of the times, like when women, get off the pill and they don't get their periods back. It's called post-pill amenorrhea. And sometimes it just takes like a month or three for your body to kind of bounce back after not having um, a period and just like relying on the pill for like pill bleeds. So anyways, I kind of like told myself at that time um, that that's what it was. And I was no longer, I should mention, this is important. When I went off of birth control in 2014, I also was no longer dealing with orthorexia. That was all kind of put to an end at 20 in 2013. So I've been like eating disorder free since 2013. And my weight was a lot better when I got off birth control. And I was just feeling a lot more free around food. So I was definitely convinced that I was just dealing with post-pill amenorrhea. Um, I do want to note that at this time, I was lifting very, very heavy weights. And um, I was weightlifting about like four times a week. That was pretty consistent for me. Um, Heavy weights four times a week. And my intake um, was still pretty good. Um, On my non-training days, I would go like super low carb though. And um, then when I did train, I would eat carbs. So I still kind of um, micromanaged my food in a way. So yeah, that's kind of where I was in 2014. And then in 2015, I met Scotty. You guys all know my boyfriend, Scott. Well, you know who he is. Um, Some of you actually know how awesome he is. So we met in the summer of 2015. And then um, I actually contracted a parasite that fall. And I got really, really sick. So at that time I was like, you know, I'd try to eat a sweet potato and I would literally be on the floor in so much pain. I couldn't tolerate any carbohydrates. It was horrible. I was so sick. So I really wasn't focused on getting my period back from like 2015, 2016, 2017. And then, like I said, it wasn't until the summer of 2018 where I was like, okay, let's do this thing. Let's, you know, I no longer have a parasite. So it really took me a really long time to get rid of that parasite. 
And um, I was just super focused on eradicating that parasite before I tackled getting my period back because I was just so sick from having a parasite that I really couldn't um, focus on any other aspect of my health just because it was like rocking my world so much. And there's like, you know, not everyone gets severe symptoms from having a parasite, but I was definitely one of them. And like I said, I actually wasn't able to tolerate carbohydrates all that much. Like I could eat vegetables, but vegetables aren't carbohydrates, ladies. Okay. (laughs) So I wasn't able to like eat rice or potatoes or anything like that, like fruit, everything, um, gave me extreme gut pain and, um, a lot of other symptoms too. I don't need to go into them, but I was getting a lot of negative symptoms from carbohydrates. So I went on a very low carb diet, high fat, low carb. And that was from like 2016 until 2018. So I was super low carb, got rid of my parasite. And then in the summer of 2018, so one year ago, I was like, okay, I no longer have a parasite. There's no longer any reason for me to be eating so low carb. And I was also 27 at the time. So yes, I am 28 now. And last summer I was just like, okay. Um, so here's some realizations that I had last summer. Like I said, I just realized that, okay, I no longer have a parasite. There's no longer any reason that I have to be eating so low carb. Like this is just stupid and, um, I can definitely tolerate carbs now. So why aren't I eating them? Right. I think we just get into kind of like rhythms almost. That's what my therapist calls them. She called like, we just get into this rhythm. It's like a program that we kind of have for ourselves. Anyways, I was in a rhythm of eating just like super low carb when there wasn't a reason for it anymore. So I realized that, And then also a huge wake up call for me, you guys, was the fact that, and this was huge, huge for me. I went 12 years without a period, but last year it would have been 11 years, right? So I had no period at that point for 11 years and not getting a period is not normal right? Like it's normal to have a period and it's not normal to not have a period. But because I went without one for such a long time, it just felt normal to me. And like when I would go for like a doctor's appointment or if I had like an ultrasound or something like that. And if I was asked, oh, when was your last period? And I told them, 2007 like their faces just like (laughs) their eyes would get super big and they'd look at me like I was crazy and I didn't think anything of it like I just felt like it was kind of like normal to me like we all have like we have a left arm and a right arm right like that's normal and I just felt like not getting my period was just as normal as that. Like it just felt normal because it was part of my life for so long. So when I realized that I was like, okay, that's freaky. That's something that's not normal, feels so normal to me. And that's when I knew I had to make a change. I knew that I had to um, like do whatever it took to get my period back. So someone had recommended the book, No Period Now What to me. And we've had the author of No Period Now What on the podcast before. So definitely go check out my episode with 
Nico. So that is episode 44, by the way. So you can listen to us chat about all things amenorrhea in episode 44. But in August of 2018, I bought her book. So I think I bought it like the night of August 21st. And then on August 22nd, I went all in. And what we mean by all in, because I'm sure you've probably heard of other girls, like if you have ever, ever done any research on hypothalamic amenorrhea and how to get your period back, you probably heard other girls refer to it as being all in. So that's when you you basically follow the recommendations in Nico's book, No Period, Now What? And her recommendations are to eat a minimum of 2,500 calories with no restrictions and also stop all high intensity exercise. So that's what I committed to doing in August of 2018. So that kind of catches you up to speed as to a year ago. And now I'll just kind of fill you in on what this past year has looked like for me. It's been pretty unreal. But like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm just super, super grateful for this journey and now having my period back. Um, Self-healing is possible and I just feel so grateful for this incredible body. As I've shared with you earlier in this episode, I had an eating disorder when I was 10 and then again when I was 15 and then in my very early 20s. So like my body has been through a lot and to be sitting here right now, 28 years old, getting my period for the first time in 12 years, I just, I am so blessed and I am so grateful and I truly have never been more proud of myself or like, I just feel like celebrating my body, you know? So anyways, let's look at the past year and what that looked like. So I really did commit to eating 25 100 calories every single day. And I think that's really important to be super consistent with this journey. You can't just like do it every few days and then have a few days of eating like under 2000 calories or whatever the heck. Like this was an every day thing for me. So I'm super proud of myself for being consistent because I am a rebel tendency. (laughs) If you are familiar with Gretchen Rubin's work, I do have the rebel tendency. I'm a rebel. So sometimes when I just like don't feel like doing something anymore, I just like don't do it anymore. But I'm super proud of myself for being so consistent with this. So Like I said, I feel like I've gotten a little off track here. So let's go back um, to August of last year. So I dove in. I started eating like all of the foods. I was so hungry right off the bat, honestly. Like I still have super hungry days. Like even just today, I ate breakfast. Like I ate a huge breakfast and then... I was still hungry, so I ate more. And then I was hungry for lunch at like 11, so I ate lunch at 11. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what you need to do. So that's kind of like an example of how you just need to go about your day. And on Monday of this week, so every Monday on Instagram, I share affirmations that might help you or affirmations that have helped me and again that might help you and so this week I shared an affirmation and the affirmation is my body is my guide 
And that's something that I would just like constantly repeat to myself over the past couple of months. Um, you know, like if I had breakfast and then I'm still hungry, like I just said, my body is my guide. My body is my guide. And I just like went with it. Right. So that's really what this journey is about is really, really just like fully nourishing your body. And you are going to feel like extremely hungry. Trust me. Like it, the hungers can get pretty insane and you could you're probably going to feel like, holy crap, like this is way too much food. But another thing that I would remind myself of throughout the journey too, throughout the past year, this is something else that I would whisper to myself. I would say there is no such thing as too much. So that really um, pertains to the food aspect when you are going through HA recovery. There's literally no such thing as too much food. Listen to your body if you're hungry for it, even if you're thinking about food, because you're probably going to like not super be in touch with your hunger cues because you've like shoved them aside or you've ignored them for so long. I know that was a huge warning sign for me was I like had no hunger cues. So I was like never hungry. And that was another thing that kind of like tipped me over the edge um, last summer. I just realized that like, holy crap, I am like never hungry. And that's not okay. That's a huge sign of hormone imbalance. So I just like wanted to take care of that too. Like I wanted to feel hungry. Like my friends would feel hungry and I just like wasn't hungry. And that's because I was eating so low carb. So we can talk about like the diet aspect for a little bit because I do think that's important. So I was eating like last summer, I, before I started HA recovery, I like obviously wasn't tracking my food intake or anything. I really didn't know like how much I was eating. So I popped in a day into my fitness pal and I saw that I was averaging at about like 1800 calories and for most women most women might think like oh that's pretty good like it's not 1200 it's not super low but for women yes it is super low I do think women should be at least getting 2000 calories and yeah 1800 calories like that is only 200 calories less than 2000. But you know what? Even 200 calories can make a huge difference for our body. Okay. And, um, I guess just like hop in, I'm just going to like kind of hop all over the place to what's relevant, but I've noticed that within like the past two months before I got my period, instead of being at like 2,500 calories, I was closer to 3,000 and then I got my period. So it does make a super big difference, just like a couple hundred calories. It makes a huge difference. So backing up to last summer, I started tracking my calories just to make sure that I was eating 2,500 minimum. And I also wanted to up my carbs. So I started eating a lot more carbs because like I said, I was eating super low carb. So carbohydrates are incredibly important for hormone production. And if you are recovering from amenorrhea or trying to get your period back, your body needs carbohydrates. And I know there's so many messages out in the world that you don't need carbohydrates, like ugh, all this stuff. And if you're active, then you only need carbohydrates, like all this, like, like totally skewed information. But if you are a woman, your hormones need carbohydrates. So let's add them in ladies. I 
eat carbohydrates all the time. And again, carbohydrates are not vegetables. Carbohydrates are like rice, oatmeal, potatoes, plantains, fruit, that sort of thing. So I started eating lots of carbs and I set my calorie goal for a minimum of 2,500. And that is where I was every single day. And I know I've been focusing a lot on carbohydrates, but obviously like fat and protein are really important as well. So just like fill your plate with an abundance of every macronutrient. And then by the end of the day, I was just making sure that my calories were at least at 2,500. And I know a lot of people will ask like, well, what if I'm not hungry for them? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, I wasn't hungry a lot of the times, but I knew my body needed the food and it was really important to me to be consistent rather than just being like, oh, well, I'm not really hungry, right? Like that didn't work for me in the past. I listened to my body. Like I just like, I wasn't into just like not committing to this. I was very committed. So even if I wasn't hungry, which was like every day, I would just eat anyways. And um, yeah, my body was my guide, but also I had a goal that I wanted to hit like minimum. And then um, as far as your like getting your period back, um, another requirement or another must do, I would say, if you read No Period Now What, Nico recommends cutting out all high intensity exercise. So my exercise really like, isn't like intense. I'm not a runner. I don't like doing anything like, like hit workouts, not my style. I was doing like weightlifting. I just like strength train. I have a gym in my basement. So that's what I was doing. And I continued it. I was strength training like on and off. Um, for the first couple of months, I didn't just because when you start eating more, your body's probably going to give you signs that you can't actually work out. Like I got so tired. My muscles just felt like they were like constantly hungry. It was so weird. Like my muscles felt so hungry and, um, yeah, I just like didn't work out for several months. So, I didn't cut out strength training completely throughout this entire past year. I actually got my period back on Tuesday of last week. So it's been like a week since I got my period. And I did a strength training workout the day before. So let's talk about working out and just like this whole journey in general for a second, because that's another question that I get a lot about is like, so Meg, did you stop working out? And this is my thing is like, if working out is like a huge, um, thing for you, like if you're really rigid about it, if you get super scared about, not working out. Like if I was to tell you, here's a, here's the thing. If I was to tell you that you could no longer work out, what would you do? Like, do you feel a sense of panic? Does that make you like, does it trigger you in some way? So for me, I was very neutral about it. Like I could, you know, it was kind of like a take it or leave it thing. I would go months without working out And then I would go like weeks without working out. And then I would sprinkle a workout in here and there, like that sort of thing. I wasn't rigid about it. I was very like flowy with it. Right. So I know with a lot of women, that's kind of like one thing that they're holding on and they're like, just 
white knuckling it. Like they are like, okay, I'm totally down to eat a lot of food, um, but I'm not letting my workouts go. And it's like, okay, why? Um, so that's the thing. I think this journey is so different for so many of us, right? Like, yeah, some women have to cut out exercise completely, but those are probably the women that are really um, needing that break from exercise because maybe they don't have like a healthy relationship with exercise. I have gone years without exercising because I did have an unhealthy relationship with exercise. Now I just did it whenever I felt like it and it wasn't like punishment. It wasn't to manipulate my body. It wasn't to burn calories. It was literally just to move my body. So I feel like this is like a good way to put it is, you know how your period is sometimes referred to as ant flow. Like your period is all about the flow, right? This energy, like flowing through your body and flowing out of your body. And one thing I'll ask you is where does it feel as though like there's not flowiness in your life? Like what aspect of your life is not flowing? And for me, like I never felt like tension or stress around exercise. And for me, it was more like the food and I'll get back to that a little bit later. It was like more food and body stuff. So we can talk a little bit more about that. And I know we are approaching the end of the show, but I'm just wanting to fit all of this in. So I would challenge you to really take an honest look at your life and ask yourself where in my life am I not flowing? And be super honest. Like, are you super rigid with your exercise and your food? Or maybe you feel very flowy with food and it's just the exercise that you're rigid with. Or maybe it's similar to my story and you're more flowy with exercise. You can kind of take it or leave it. You can go months without it and it not like trigger you in any way. And you need to work like on the food aspect. So that sort of thing. Think of it in that way. And then second note, exercise is a stress. And um, that's why we really want to cut out all intense exercise. So like walking and yoga is highly recommended. And then when I did strength train, I would lift weights that weren't like incredibly taxing. They were like easy for me to lift. And I would take like three minute breaks between my lifts. So that just kind of, again, gives you like a little bit of an idea of how a workout would have looked for me as well. And then I was completely honest with myself. Like if I was feeling like it wasn't a good time for me to be working out, then I just like wouldn't work out. Right. Like if I was tired or whatever. But um, yes, working out is a huge stress on your body and you have to think about it when you're recovering your period, when you're working on recovering from amenorrhea, your hypothalamus is so stressed out. So I pictured my hypothalamus being so stressed out and if I was stressed or, you know, like, Yeah. Like, I don't know. I pictured it just being so stressed out. Like I would always, here's a good example that will kind of give you guys an idea. I have a standing desk. Okay. And I would always be standing at my standing desk, obviously. And I would just picture like my little hypothalamus, like super stressed out and kind of like crying every time I was standing. So then I just like I no longer stand at my standing desk. Like standing is no longer a thing for me. Like I am full on sitting at this computer all day, every day. So that's just kind of like another example. If you want to think of it that way, we need to reduce all stress in our life. 
um, when we get our period back. So reducing the stress around food, reducing the stress around exercise. And if even if your exercise like doesn't feel stressful to you, you have to like remind yourself that it's still a stress, even if it doesn't feel stressful. Okay. So I just started thinking about it like that. And that really helped me. And, um, I got my period back like this month, right. I said last week and I did like one or two workouts in August. Um, but again, they were super light, lots of rest in between. And when I had Nico on talking about no period now what and the all in recovery process, the two big blocks are eating enough food, 2,500 calories minimum, and reducing all intense exercise. So just take a look at your life and see where you can um, you know, reduce the stress within your life and be super honest with yourself as well. Okay. So we are approaching the end of the show, but I do have some other things that I wanted to share with you. Some other tools that helped me. And I know I kind of like sprinkled them in throughout this episode, some affirmations that were really helping me and some like mindset shifts and some realizations and whatnot. Lots of realizations throughout this journey. (laughs) But I just wanted to share a few more. And so I do think that a lot of this journey is about letting go and surrendering. So if you can be really quiet with yourself and be really honest with yourself and see what whispers you're getting from your soul or from your inner wisdom as to what you need to let go of, I think we all know. So for me, It was very much um, the fact that I had to trust my body. And this is kind of the conclusion of my recovery story. So in July, I decided that it was no longer serving me to be tracking my calories. I was tracking them from August up until that point. So like 11 months, right? So I had been tracking them since the beginning of this recovery process, making sure that I was at 2,500 calories. And by the end of June, I was just kind of like, yo, this is not serving me anymore. Like I probably know what a day looks like for me, right? Like I, I know what I should be eating. And I really like don't need to be doing this anymore. And for me, it was really letting go of this belief that I had about myself that if I basically that I couldn't trust my body. So I had this belief that if I didn't track my food, that I would undereat. And I think a lot of women think that. Um, especially women that are coming from like a restrictive background that like, wow, 2,500 calories, like that's a lot of food. I'm not used to eating that much. And, um, if I don't track my food, I'm going to under eat. And that was also at the same time, very much telling my body that like, basically I don't trust you. So in July, I decided that it was time for me to let that belief go. And it was time for me to actually tell my body that I trusted it. So in July, that's when I started saying that like my body is my guide. I would constantly tell her every single day that I trusted her. And then like a month and a little bit later, I got my period. 
So for me, it was very much letting go of that belief that I couldn't trust my body and really leaning into trusting my body. And then what I found was when I stopped tracking and really listened to my body, I was actually like clocking in almost 3000 calories every single day um, because I don't know, it was almost like I was like more in tune with my body and I was like, wow, I actually am like even more hungry, I think. Like, I don't know. It was very, very interesting and it's kind of hard to explain, but I just wanted to be real with you guys and share that, that um, for me, it was very much just like surrendering and just being like, hey, like I trust you body and I'm going to give you what you need and I'm just going to trust you, you know, like. I've spent far too many years of my life telling you otherwise. So I'm just going to trust you. Okay. Do your thing. (laughs) So I think that was really it for me was letting go of that belief. And then, um, finally, this would be the final thing that I think really made a huge difference for me was getting clear on like what, like the version of myself. So I got really clear on, okay, like the Meg that had her period, like how would she act? What would she do? And I started acting like the version of myself that already had her period rather than like me trying to get my period back. Like that's like operating from like a sick mentality, a lack mentality. Um, I was just acting like I was sick and lacking, right? I was lacking a period. I was sick from, like I had amenorrhea and I stepped out of that being. I stepped out of that um, way of living and I started living as though I already had it back. And um, I started doing that honestly just a couple weeks ago (laughs) before I got my period back. And I think that made such a huge difference. I can't even tell you. So I hope this episode helped you. Like I said, I feel like I've been waiting forever to record this episode and now it's come to an end and I'm like, oh my gosh. I hope that was good. I hope that was helpful. I don't know. I feel like I could talk for 12 hours about this and really get into so many things and talk about all of these different things. But why don't we do that next week? I'll answer all of your questions. And um, also, while answering your questions, you'll get more answers and insights into what I did. But here's a start and I hope it really helped you. Um, I'm just super excited. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, please, please, please just believe in your body. Believe in the ability to self-heal and that you actually can self-heal. And truthfully, it feels so freaking good to get your period back, which I guess I never even told you about like me getting my period back. It was wild. It happened last week on Tuesday. I was completely not expecting it. I mean, the week leading up to getting my period back, I definitely felt like I was getting like kind of very gushy around my midsection. Like I just felt super puffy and I was hoping my period was coming, but I really wasn't sure. And I broke out like crazy on my forehead, which again, I even posted on Instagram and I was like, hopefully my hormones are doing something. And then a couple of days later, I got my period and I basically, well, I like just started sobbing and I cried for a solid 30 minutes. I just sat on the toilet, not even lying, full transparency. I just sat on the toilet, texted all my best friends and yeah, I was just a bawling mess for 30 minutes and it was just like the best feeling I've ever had. So it's been a pretty awesome week. And 
thank you so much for all of you who sent me like so much love and congratulations and all the things like I felt so incredibly loved and I truly hope this episode um hit you where it needed to hit you and like gave you some inspiration to keep moving on and just insight that recovery is actually possible even after 12 years and if you've had amenorrhea even longer than that it still is possible trust me trust me trust me trust me and also trust your body um it loves you and that's kind of like the main thing again like I said I feel like this episode could have been like 12 hours long um but we're gonna wrap it up but To conclude, I just want to say that in the end, recovery is about loving your body. And when you get your period back, your body is showing you that it feels safe enough to love you back. So I'll leave you with that, ladies. And I hope you enjoyed this episode and you'll hear from me again next week when I answer all of your questions. I love you. Thank you for being here with me. 